are sitting on a field of victim. The salted pork is particularly good. Fool of a took. Throw yourself in next time and rid us of your stupidity. Welcome to the Salted Pork Podcast, hosted by Michael Brincat and Matthew Mole. Good evening, everybody, and welcome. Oh shit! Um, start good evening. Start again. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Salted Pork Podcast. It is particularly good. I'm your host, Matthew Mole from the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast, and joining me is my fellow man of the Shire, the feline of Hobbiton, Michael Brinkat the Grey. How are you, buddy? Hello. I can't say that, can I? Hello there. We can say that here. I can say We're that here. Star Wars fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are we waiting for? What's uh, happening, man? Mate, um, I've just everything's happening. Coming off a big wave of Kenobi series, uh, House of the Dragon started last week, and now my head's just going crazy trying to get into another world, uh, which is the Rings of Power, which um, super super pumped for. I'm a massive Lord of the Rings fan. I think we all are. I think we're all big massive nerds. We're Lord of the Rings fans, Star Wars fans. Some of us even paint figurines in their spare time and. You know, very lucky to be joined by a guest in our premiere episode from the scruffy-looking podcasters coming to us live from Maine, USA, Mr. Eddie Bosshart. How are you, buddy? Hey, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Um, thanks for coming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was a little late, but I arrived precisely when I meant to. So Welcome. Welcome. Oh. You don't have any friends, Ed. <laughs> Stupid fuckers. <laughs> We're just going to do this for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Um, like you said, we're getting, we're about to get flooded with content here uh, with, with Andor, you know, Obi-Wan just ending and Hot D going on, House of Dragon and um, Rings of Power, obviously. I know well, Brinkett and I have talked about doing this for so long. Like having we did the artwork in like November last year. Then we we did the intro in like I don't know March, and then I was like, "You want to record this week?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never get never did it. Want to record this week? Yeah, yeah, never did it. Well, we'll do it when the trailer comes. Okay, so we've had about three trailers since, and now it's like, <laughs> "Fuck, it's on Friday. We better do something." <laughs> and I'm going to Hawaii on um, on <laughs> Wednesday. So I'm like, Wednesday. <laughs> so oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck, all right, I hope Ed's free. You're like, I don't work Mondays. I'm like, sweet. Um, <laughs> and then I got in trouble tonight when my son did a poo and my wife's like, that's it, you're not podcasting. I'm like, no, I can't, I have to podcast. So I had to I had to go into um, remediation mode. Here I am. 
here we all are. So, Ed, why don't you uh, tell us about that other chick podcast you do with those three idiots? Yeah. Yeah, it's scruffy. Scruffy looking. Uh, so that's a podcast, Star Wars, technically, even though we Good don't topics. talk. <laughs> yeah, don't talk a ton about Star Wars. Well, in this content we do, I guess. Started, like, I guess five years ago now, mm-hmm. which surprised me the other day when someone said it had been five, half a decade. Um, we were at Orlando Celebration, Star Wars Celebration, and met up with a friend of mine there, and and uh, we met some dude from England named Kev, and <laughs> my friend James and I, we just were like, we should do a podcast. Everyone else is doing it. <laughs> so... Here we are. And it evolved. We added Chris, obviously. So well, actually, that was I, a good I, addition. I think your first 200 episodes are pretty shit, but 201st, that was, <laughs> that was a winner. <laughs> the one you were on, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Took a good turn, right? <laughs> a good course correction. So many nice compliments. Right. This is what we do, man. This is after we, 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 I had the good fortune of spending um, Anaheim with, uh, with, my, with Ed and the, and the boys, and we were just – you know, hanging shit for about five days, nonstop, talking Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, everything. Yeah, I get shit for saying I don't look scruffy enough, but you know, you don't. Ha- it's not about facial hair when it's scruffy. It means it's like dirty, and we were felt really dirty after spending an entire night in a convention center. <laughs> they don't do that anymore, but that's why we named it that. Nice one, man. Nice. If you're wondering. <laughs> I can smell the sweat. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> but no, it's good to have you all here. When I mean, we were all big Lord of the Rings fans, let's uh, why don't we take a step back to two thousand and one? Well, actually, no, give us your Lord of the Rings origin story, Ed. Where where did it start for you? Yes, I read the Lord of the Rings in high school. Mm-hmm. Those late nineties. And absolutely loved them. And then, and then I read The Hobbit. And then I read Unfinished Tales. That's, that's about as far as I got into the non-storybooks or whatever, you know, the extra stuff. And then I played the collectible card game. Oh, you did? I so did I. <laughs> that's, I think that added a lot of knowledge that I didn't know from beforehand. So. This is the same thing with Star Wars, too. Yeah, but, but you, you sort of pussied out after a while you, you stopped after about two two collectible card game series even the ones I, I sent to chris you're like oh did they go that far yeah yeah i did in the star wars one yeah i got they let you be like the enemy in the lord of the rings one which was cool but. and you could also choose like a fellowship um you know oh if you don't know if frodo dies you know you could pick another ring bearer but he was super weak and easy to kill i don't know it was it was it was it, it was more complex than the Star Wars customizable card game, and definitely yeah. even less fun. That you, you didn't find the Star Wars one very fun either, did you? No, no. Well, the, yeah, Lord of the Rings one was better. They had a corruption system, and the Hobbits were really good. Hmm. They could hold any kind of items and not get corrupted. Makes sense. What about you, Michael? What's your uh, Lord of the Rings origin story? Mine's a little bit backwards. I actually um, 
before I knew anything about Lord of the Rings, I, I was heavily into Warhammer 40,000, uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Oh, here we um, go. I played Magic. Talk about that for an hour. <laughs> oh, God. All right, I'll, be, I'll be back in 40 minutes. You guys chat. I, I played Magic the Gathering in the library at, at school in year 11 and year 12. And, um, yeah, I think my my character in D&D was a, a dwarf. Um, and um, I think we spent more time scripting uh, gameplays and scenarios and actually playing it and arguing over the rules and, and things. Um, yeah, Magic the Gathering was in between. Um, and then 2001, I went and watched Lord of the Rings. I'd heard about it, and um, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Got to the end of the, the movie, I'm like, is that it? Like all of this whole movie – what are they doing with the ring? I thought they'd, they'd taken this ring to Mordor, blah, blah, blah. And my mate's like, you fucking idiot. There's two more moves. There's two more books. Um, so then oh, I, you were that guy. Yeah. So then I, I read the book um, or books in between uh, Fellowship and Two Towers in anticipation. And then my bedroom after that was decked in posters and I had every collectible uh, that you could possibly get your hands on from the movie franchise. So uh, that's – that's where I, I sort of ended up. And then I read The Hobbit uh, after that and um, the rest rest comes after that. Nice one, nice one. Eddie, why don't you take us – let's go back to 2001. Actually, let's go to E2000, the, the, the trailers coming out for Lord of the Rings. Where, where what was a young Eddie Bosshart? You would have been, what, 18, 17, 19? Yeah, I was – honestly – it's hard for me to remember. I remember I remember seeing it in the theater. I was graduated high school in 01. So Yeah. Oh, it's hard for me to remember, but I know I went to the theater, stood in line, all that jazz. Um, I was excited. Uh the no real big I don't remember anything big happening. <laughs> like something things sparking my memories, but I was really excited and not disappointed at uh at, once I saw it, I remember being absolutely like blown away. Like this was just such a—I mean, it had such a huge price tag. The hype was the hype was pretty huge, wasn't it, Brinkett? Like the trailers were just I next level. I can't remember. I mean, this is two thousand and one. There was no YouTube. There was—I mean—the only time you saw a trailer was through another movie at the cinema, or you know. Um, a write-up in a magazine or something. I, I I don't actually remember the lead-up and the trailers to it. Or I think a big reason I went was because I was heavily into the fantasy war games and things. Uh, plus, I also had a friend that I grew up with um, who was an extra in Hobbiton. So she's like, "Come along, you got to come and see. You'll see me and my mum uh, were extras in um, in Hobbiton. It was either there or actually, actually no, it was um, that village they set on fire." Uh, on their way to Helm's Deep, that scene in oh, Two Towers. Two Towers, like, nice. Yeah. So um, I, don't, I don't remember the hype. I think I just saw it and then fell in love in reverse order. Yeah. I, wow. I do remember sitting in the theatre and seeing New Line Cinema and hearing Kate Blanchett's voice. It was like the best intro ever. Just, oh, it felt so epic. It doesn't get old either. It, it's it's the rewatch factor on this movies. They're just so good. Like they're. I mean, I'm sure for you, Brinkat, you're. These are a once once a year movie at, at the minimum. 
Oh, more than that, I, I can tell you now, if you download my Spotify playlist, uh, it's, it's just Howard Shaw, Howard Shaw, Howard Shaw. Um, all of my videography and photography Instagram stories has a Howard Shaw Lord of the Rings theme song. Um, I'm just obsessed. I love – I think for me I'm a visual person. I'm not a heavy book reader. Um I love watching, I love listening, and I think just the combination of the sounds and the visual aspect is just something I'll never forget. Well, yeah, one thing you don't know, Ed, about Michael is he he's, some, he's very lucky. He's got a wife that has family in New Zealand, and he they tend to go over there quite a bit, and he manages to escape for a week to go trekking and videotaping and photography and just you know, he, he just goes and, and does the, the path of Caradras or wherever, you know, he's just, he'll find that he'll find locations. He's scouted out for months ahead and comes back with these amazing photos. That's the Isengard. Ooh, nice photo. Yeah. Oh my God. I would just hang out in the Shire. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Hobbiton uh, film beer. set is like immaculate. What you see uh, in the movie is, is still there today. So they, it's a full-time uh, set location that you can visit. Um, they have people that go and hang the clothes out on the clothesline every day. They've got people keeping the gardens, um, painting the doors and things. Um, it is like, it, it's awesome. The tree that they built that has all the fake leaves on it uh that tree's still there there's still leaves blowing around on the ground that you can pick up these plastic leaves um so it's pretty cool you can take a piece of the set away with you you've been out there matt um i've been to queenstown i've been uh done the lord of the Rings shopping too like it's in queenstown there's so many shops you know i bought my uh lord of the ring ring that's where i got that gandalf the gray tea that we sent to uh to our good friend christopher but kevin's probably fighting over or planning to steal at some stage and uh no no i haven't done the hobbiton tours or been michael's camera aid um yeah we both both recently had a child so the outback adventures he managed to go on do uh, make me quite jealous he's got a it's got a good system in place, but he's actually now he's going to be nine nine weeks now. You're the primary caregiver, are you not? Yes, that's right. It starts today. Starts today. He's off to so, Hawaii on Wednesday, so I'm not sure how that, that really counts. Well, I'm kind of lucky. So my wife goes back to work in three weeks. So I started my parental leave today. So I've got today, tomorrow, where we're together. So the, um, the jobs, the duties are shared. Uh, we'll have 10 days in Hawaii. And then after we come back, a brother comes for seven days. So I've got more. So I'm really six so weeks. Really, of, you just on holiday. <laughs> that's that's actually it for the time being. So I'm sure it'll hit me like a brick wall in now. Three weeks. Let's go to let's let's. And I'll ring you up. So how's it going? He's like, fuck, I'm exhausted. So, Brinks, how many times did you see Fellowship of the Ring? Uh, I think I saw in the it. cinema. In the cinema, it, it probably would have been at least fortnightly until it stopped playing at the cinema. Really? Fuck. Yeah, it's a wow. lot. Yeah. Fortnightly? That was so you were like nine or ten times? Well, this is 2001 was um, when I got my licence. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up in a country town, uh, first girlfriend, so uh, those Friday and Saturday nights were driving to um, McDonald's, driving to the cinema. 
that's what you did on a Friday night and we just kept watching it. Sounds good. What about you, Eddie? How many, uh, how many times did you see it? I don't honestly remember, but it wasn't probably more than three times. More than once. I don't, it's, dude, that part of my life's a blur. I don't know why. Nah, it's like, let's go back 20 years. How many times <laughs> you see that random movie? He's like, uh, all three of them. I'm like, when? Where did I see them? Like, I'm yeah, trying to remember this, now. This, this is going to make for some great chat. This is, this, is, this is all I have for the next 20 minutes. So, uh, why don't you, um, why don't you, why don't you take a fish oil tablet and try and uh, jog that memory? Brinks, <laughs> what was your favorite moment of the of the first movie? The Fellowship. The fellowship. Um, what was the moment that just gave you the goose gooseies? Um. I, for me, it's the scene where they're going down the Great River and it just pans out and you see those two big Argonaths and the waterfall and, and they're in the boat on their way to um, wherever they're going. I forget the name. Of the <laughs> I'm just having a mental blank, but I think that scene, the music and just the way that the scale of those Argonaths, I was just like, wow, this is just incredible. Well, I remember I was watching it recently, right, with with my wife Andrea. She's a good trooper like that. She she'll watch along with me. And the scene where Frodo has to go to Mordor alone. They've just, you know, um, Sean Bean has died, and um, Sam's not coming with him. And then he starts swimming, and he's drowning. And the music and everything is so powerful. And I'm serious. I'm literally there with tears in my eyes, even though I know he's not going to die. And I'm saying, she's like, haven't you seen this before? And I'm like, several times. And even still, the moment is so powerful. Um, that happened with me with Obi-Wan recently. My wife was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you cried in four places, though. You were like, when was it the, 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 the Leia scene? Yep. Every scene. Um, yeah. Every like the Obi Wan Vader talk, Anakin talking. Yeah. It was Can I choose throwing, another? Throwing bit? the rocks. <laughs> Go for it. A second bit. Um, when they arrive at Rivendell as well. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I think just that whole lead up where um, Frodo's just been stabbed by one of the Witch Kings. Um, and then you've got Arwen who comes and just speaking Elvish picks him up, and then she's getting chased by the Witch Kings on the horses going through the river, and you see the the river come to life with the horses stopping stopping them from crossing, um, and then they yeah arrive at Rivendell, and um, yeah it's pretty cool from a fantasy point of view. It's kind of it was mind blowing just having. Warhammer armies with elves and dwarves, um, all of that sort of stuff, orc armies. It, it was just bringing all of that stuff to life. I feel like let's, let's get this Warhammer chat out of the way. Eddie, <laughs> tell us about your uh, Warhammer hobbies and duties and uh, collections and hob- and other things you get up to in your spare time for all our uh, many zero <laughs> listeners. Yeah, it's kind of short, actually. Surprisingly, um, I, I dabbled in it in high school, so 90s, and then I was like, this is way too expensive, so I stopped. My friends who were doing it kept doing it till this day, and then a year and a half ago, I decided to go, like, all in, like, all in. Started painting, watching YouTube videos, 
my whole paint setup and everything. It's kind of crazy. We should not talk about how much it costs. How many? How many? <laughs> how many, how many <laughs> not within your wife's so shot. How much? Uh, how many hours a week are you spending on your um, painting? This guy's got twins, by the way. Well, I just a, week, a weekly hourly total is fine. It's like, uh, like I don't know, like twenty or something, fifteen, twenty. It's <laughs> half a work week. <laughs> it's like evening. He's got twin daughters that are seven, seven. I also, yeah, yeah. So I work from home, and I just touch on it right next to me while I work. Not to mention he's got a podcast that goes about three to four hours a week as well. Hour and a half. <laughs> he's got to edit that too. Yeah. Yep. Ed's the master of time. He, he just finds he finds the time for everything. <laughs> I just don't sleep. Uh, yeah, so I started out a year and a half ago. They're like, I started painting custodies, which are like the golden boys. Cause it was like low cost. You don't need a lot of models. And then I moved into another army stupidly and got Tyranids and another army stupidly after that and got thousand sons. So now I have <laughs> one chaos, one Xenos and one Imperium and I'm content. Crazy. I don't know any of that. I stopped I've... in 2002, I think. Still, still Warhammer 40k and the old Warhammer, which I think's been it's gone, is it? Or 40k is gone. Age of Sigmar is still around. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, it's the fantasy side of Warhammer. Yeah, yeah, the cool side. Um, speaking of 2002, let's go back to the let's move on to the two towers. But do you at least remember that the end of at the end of the Fellowship of the Ring? They played a trailer and it was like coming. How? What was the time gap? Was it three years for every movie as well? 2001, 2004, 2007? I think it was every year. Yearly. Was it yearly? Every year. Yeah. Yeah. Every oh, that's year. right. Because they filmed them all in one hit. And that's right. Because as soon as the movie finished, it came to this teaser trailer as in coming next year, Christmas next year. Bang. Um, and I had them going over. Climb up the mountain, everything. It was just um, left you wanting more. It's just surprising why it brings you the like, is that it? <laughs> I, I don't remember seeing that trailer. I remember. I remember it was it was, it was epic because not the first time I saw it. Because hmm. I remember leaving it's like wanting more more than anything, and you know, don't know how we get by with with the, with the patience levels we have now, especially in the binge age. Um, I don't know. It felt like forever, and it was just the time of fantasy as well. We had it was just a, such a good time to be alive. It was like episode one, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Like it was, it was, an, it was, it was the best time to be you know seventeen, eighteen years old with disposable income for the movies and Maccas. Um, you could just eat to your heart's content. Well, after after the Fellowship came out, they brought out the those deluxe box sets you know the ones in the the nice cardboard colored boxes red red for fellowship blue for two towers green for return of the king Uh, and those came with the additional discs which had all of the behind the scenes uh the deleted scenes that had everything like how weta studios was built and how you know peter jackson 
commissioned all of these artists and storytellers and things to pull the books apart. I think that was as soon as I got immersed in that, I was I was so hooked on it, just how they made it. And um, I think Two Towers, same thing. Um, I think the biggest piece of technology or revolution that they had was how they did Gollum. Uh, with the motion sensors. Oh, that's right, that's right. That was groundbreaking. Uh, that that was just leading technology and how they did that was just phenomenal. It wasn't Jar Jar? <laughs> Who? Jar Jar. or nothing. Poor Ahmed Best. He was like, I could have been Andy Serkis. But I'm, he could have. <laughs> I was in the wrong movie at the wrong time. <laughs> So how many times did you see the two towers, Brinks? Um, not fortnightly. Girlfriend, your same girlfriend, or she, nice, she gave you the flick after all those uh, repetitive viewings? No, same, same, same one. So um, that was one thing. Yeah, we saw all three um, at the cinema, so that was kind of a package deal. But after that, um, yeah. gave her the boot. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. We were busier, you know, I had my full licence, so I had a job, you know, finishing school. So I uh, packed up all the Warhammer toys, um, packed up all the magic cards and sort of started growing up, but still loved it. Started growing started growing up, although you and I were both playing with our Grogu toys in pre-production. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can see Boss Hart's exact same toy in the background next to Next to a giant. Oh no, that's that's a giant Funko Pop. Underneath Funko. his obsession with Lando, how many? There's six, seven. Boss Hart is a like Lando aficionado. Here we go. Fa- who's your favorite? Who's your like favorite him. character? It's not Lando. No, yeah, it's Lando. <laughs> favorite Jedi. No. Can I can I ask why Lando? Um, he's just so complex. Is he? And um, he's. Like, think about it. He's out for himself, but not fully. He comes in, he does what he needs to to survive, and he survives. And he's a good administrator. He and he's a ladies' man. And he's Is a good he administrator. Is he? <laughs> Is he, though? Like, doesn't he fuck droids? Well, you know, gets around. He doesn't care. He fucks. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving back to uh, speaking of things that fuck, two towers. No, um, shit segue. How many times did you see it, buddy? Um, so, again, uh, this was my freshman year of college, so more blurry yep. due to mood-altering substances. Beans, and yes. so same amount probably, but I was seeing it in, like, Providence probably, which is was an hour away from my college, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, but yeah, I, I loved it. It was that. Can I just talk about a goosebump scene? Cause I have to bring it up. Yes. yes. The, give us your, the give us your number one scene. That, I mean, it's probably yours too. Gandalf coming out, cresting over that hill with the, the, um, the white light, the horse, the horse. Yeah. The light light and, um, saving the day running down the hill. I just, every time. Oh, goosebumps. that one. Yeah. Look to my coming. Look to my look to your left or something. The um, music coming down the hill. Oh. My favorite scene is when um, Gandalf goes to Theoden after he's been released from Saruman's spell. He's like, "My 
might feel better if one felt his sword and it's just ba ba bam 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 I love the theme of Rohan like it is so good and um I I get goosebumps every time that plays like um and it gets played a lot which I love um just the music is so you're like I I just can't get over it. like this this movie is, these three movies are so timelessly perfectly cast perfectly um scored and perfectly finished like you wouldn't you literally wouldn't change a thing you couldn't you wouldn't remake it you wouldn't recast it you wouldn't do another show yes you would um you wouldn't stretch out a smaller book into three movies three <laughs> hours long each that was, just, was that was that Carl Urban's uh, like breakout role? You think who? Carl Urban. Carl oh, Carl Yo. Urban. Yeah. You know, Carl Urban has been in every franchise. He's been in everything. So, Lord of the Rings, Star Trek. He was in Star Wars. I think as a stormtrooper. Um, the boys. He's been in. And he's been in Marvel as um, that idiot in Thor. Yeah, my yep. look at my stuff. Um, I like. I like, didn't know of him until before that, and then, I mean, until after that. So, oh, really? I was thinking that may have been his breakout. But I don't know. I can't remember. Uh, he's been pretty big. Um, he's in the right place at the right time, being a Kiwi. Brings. What's your number one scene from the Two Towers? I also Besides, like that. You don't have any friends. <laughs> that was a pretty cool scene, actually. Um, not listening. Not listening. Oh, well. <laughs> um, I actually like the um, the battle scene at Helm's Deep. So um, there's a, a part where there's just no score, there's no dialogue, uh, all of the soldiers are just lined up. You can hear the armour and the swords lightly clinking. And there's just that eeriness of, fuck, we're about to uh, absolutely cane each other and get smashed and die. And um, and then Aragorn just says in Elvish, like, uh, loose or whatever he says to the to the archers and it just, the battle starts. It's so good. And it's on. Do you have a are you kidding me moment for, um, for the two towers, Ed? Well, I was going to bring up, because you bring up that scene. I remember being annoyed seeing the elves, because I remember in the books, it was all between the men holding, <clears throat> doing everything, have to do everything themselves, and the elves being like, nah, we're dicks, we're not going to help you. But um, that I remember that annoying me, but I got over it, because it ended up working out pretty well in the third movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a. I keep that. That's not a very good one. That that scene with the flag at uh, Rohan, where it breaks off the flagpole, and then just flies through the air and sort of lands where they're riding in. That was not scripted. That was just a very windy day that turned out to be a very cool, iconic scene. Nice. So, uh, oh, uh, if you're going to mention that, we have to mention. Um, the breaking uh, of the foot. Breaking his foot when he kicks the head. The orchid. <laughs> <laughs> Superb acting. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's better than 
beds. You know, in the books, the elves didn't come and I didn't make it. <laughs> um, sir. <laughs> I think one thing for me that shitted me was how the, um, not the orcs, but the goblins that sort of work for the orcs speak like a dirty Cockney British accent and, what about those legs? He doesn't eat those. <laughs> Looks yeah. like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> What's a menu? <laughs> How do they know what a menu is? Do they have um, restaurants in Isengard? Yeah. Like or or restaurants to sit around. Or you can eat buffet sizzlers, sizzler style. Well, the good thing about these is I like. It's more, come back to me now more that there, there was. The yearly thing. I mean, I, I'd imagine like a Star Wars, we had to wait three years at a time, which was painstakingly long, but had these were all had been recorded at once, so it made for some pretty quick viewing. Um, and a year doesn't seem like a long time to wait now for a trilogy. That's, 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 that should be the going rate for, for everything. Um, but the re- Return of the King, how, where, does, where does that sit in the three-movie order for you? Eddie, what's what's number one, number two, number three for you? I think mine goes Fellowship, Return of the King, and then, but it's so close. The second two are like the same to me, but I think Return of the King slightly better, even with like the never ending ending. <laughs> Brinks, what about you, mate? Um, yeah, I'd say Fellowship. Definitely because that for me was I didn't know what Lord of the Rings was and just that discovery of, um, you know, the, the fantasy worlds, um, you know, just the, it's a very dark movie, although there's no battles uh, like you see in the other two movies. It was a very dark and scary movie where, uh, you know, the, the little hobbits are fighting their way through. They get to... Um, uh, Breen, they're waiting for Gandalf. He doesn't turn up. There's a dark ranger sitting in the corner smoking, and um, you know those three witch kings are, are sort of screeching Nazgul. through the Nazgul. Um, witch king, <laughs> I need to watch it again. There's just one witch king, <laughs> and he has eight Nazgul friends. There you go. Just, just see you there. That's kind of the whole theme of the thing. It's just gets magnified the hobbits just getting tortured as they try to get Dick, somewhere dicked on yeah uh, but then yeah i'd say return of the king for the cinematic battles that happen and um it, it is a little bit long you think when they drop the ring in um that it's over because the screen goes black and then there's another 40 minutes 40 minutes after <laughs> <laughs> so let's just bury sauron um, I, I've I've never needed to pee more in a movie than Return of the King, and I couldn't. I didn't want to leave, and I was like, I can hold it, I can hold it. And then I remember the first time, I was like, oh sweet, I can go soon. And then it was like forty minutes later, my 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 bladder never forgave me. But um, do you think that Sean Austin was robbed of an Oscar for supporting actor as Samwise Gamgee in Return of the King? <laughs> I didn't. Didn't even. Get I a think nod. so. Like I, I, he. I think a lot of the emotion I felt in the movies was through him. So it, yeah, he I think fan. so. He was amazing. Like, um, let's just have a look here. The 2003 supporting Oscar actor Oscar 
And it went to someone really shit, I remember, like Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Don't quote me. Um, <laughs> what was oh, that no, for? It went, to, it, it went to fucking Chris Cooper. Like some fuck, oh. Let me just have a look. Wow. Like he should have so been in the in the running at least. Um, uh, it was for, oh for Born Identity. No, I think it was no. for um, American Beauty. Let me just uh, so best picture. Oh fuck, fuck me it was Chicago. That was um, best actor Adrian Brody, The Pianist, best actress Nicole Kidman, The Hours, best supporting actress Catherine Zeta Jones, and then best supporting actor was Chris Cooper for for adaptation. Like really, that year was Chris Cooper, Ed Harris, Paul Newman, John C. Riley, and Christopher Walken. Jesus, he he deserved at least a nom. Agreed. Mm, very sad. Just the no, Frodo, no. Like it just like rings with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good, and you know. The ending is just I, I I remember when I I watched it like four or five times and the ending just just kills me every time, even still now on TV. But back then I was just like I saw it in like multiple different venues. Like I think even when I went when I was in Spain on holiday, I was like, Oh, let's go see it. I just gotta see it again in case in case it's different here in Spain. It wasn't. Um it was just as good though. Um and yeah, I just you know when you when you feel so content and happy, but empty at the same time, like there's no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goosebumps a lot in that one. Mm-hmm. Same same scene, you know, the horse is coming in. Like I don't know, I guess that's a theme for my goosebumps, but it's just I, like his his best mate's not dead, but he's gone. He's going to live out his days. Just what's he going to do? Well, no internet. No, nobody else in the Shire can appreciate or understand that journey that he's gone through and you know he he went away and came back as though nothing happened like for the rest of the shire and he's got no one that he can say hey remember this time apart from mary and pippin who knows what they're doing just getting blind at the pub probably but no one would believe half the stories he would tell and frodo's not there to back him up Uh, it's, it's like losing your best mate like them dying but he's just gone I am happy that Sam got the courage to ask a chick out. That was uh, that was some saving grace, but still, I was holding in a massive pee for that. Um, Did you know that his daughter in that is his daughter in real life? Are you kidding me? Knew that, yeah. yeah. I did not know that. That's good to know. Yeah, Save, that's going to that, be a theme on our episodes. Is that did you know? Um, no. So we're be- not ripping off anything from uh, the Scruffy's boy. <laughs> I haven't it's, seen your pod. Do you guys do that? They have a segment called Are You Kidding Me? Oh, okay. Which I've been stealing this whole time. Well, um, Asby, did you know? Did you know? So he didn't go Greece. west, did he? Did Sam go west? I don't think he did. He just has a family, right? He didn't sail west. No, he, he went home and went gardening. Yeah. With his kids. My favourite right. scene is, again, when... The row people of Rohan arrive, fed and speech, and then everyone just goes apeshit bunter into the into the into the orcs, and then get absolutely 
destroyed by the elephants. Um, you were you talking Return of the King. Return of the King, yeah. Yeah. What about you, mate? My Return of the King favorite moment is the lighting of the beacons. So for me, it's the mm. the cinematic, the the like the videography, cinematography, um, but the music that is my favorite part of the score is the lighting of the beacons, hands down, and just that whole notion of, um, you know, Gondor helping coming to aid. Yeah, you know, I, I still still don't quite understand how Gondor never helps them, but Aragorn's gone there. Um, sorry, Gandalf's gone there. The beacons were lit, and just because the beacons were lit, um, Thaden's like, okay, yep, the beacons are lit. We'll help now. It was just um, great scene, but a little confusing. What about you, Ed? Number one. Moment of the return of the king. Um, yeah, like, it, like I say, the horses, like the Rohan showing up and on the huge battlefield. You're stealing my moment. Charging in. Yeah. Choose another moment. <laughs> the other one's the eagles picking them up. That was cool too. Picking them up again. <laughs> again. Oh, wait. Oh, no, that's uh, the, 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 the first time in that movie, and then they borrowed them again for the Hobbit, which we'll go through quickly. Um, <laughs> the eagles. Why did they just get the eagles from the start? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Why didn't you do a drive-by, fly over the thing, drop it, keep nah, flying? It's because the race would have owned them, right? Even, really? though they didn't, it, even though they didn't in Return of the King. Okay. Hmm. But now, they were busy. Well, the, the race, yeah, they were preoccupied. <laughs> I think that's... that's um. Anyway. There's like there's evil somewhere else, maybe you know. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? So we've done the three movies. How 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 did the Hobbit sit for you, Ed? The Hobbit trilogy. Uh, the first one was okay. Then it got not weird. That weird. Not that great. Um, <laughs> how good was the barrel scene? <laughs> My favorite of the entire well, that, show. No, so that, that's that, what it. That, that's when I checked out. I was like, I'm done with it. This was, that was that. That was an ultimate low point of the uh, of the trilogy, the barrel scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's cool seeing the wood elves. That's cool seeing a lot of the stuff, you know, like on screen that you want to see. But Brinks actually reminds me of um, the mayor or the guy, the town guy's uh, aide in the. <laughs> You look a bit like him and everything. No. Nah. What is this, me or whatever? <laughs> no, that's Peter Pan. <laughs> True. Similar. Similar yeah, set. <laughs> it was okay. It was. It just wasn't. It wasn't the same. It was. They tried to make it special. And what about the plate scene at the start? Oh uh, yeah, that was. That was pretty ordinary. Where all the dwarves show up <sighs> yeah. one by one, and then they were. Ate all his food and throwing plates. Impossibly cleaning up all the yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was dismal. Um, it wasn't the same. Like it's a hard act to follow because it's just magic. You know, perfect trilogy followed by let's make 
yeah, they should just made it one really good movie. Well, oh no, it's got to be three. Although I, I did yeah. like the casting of young um, young Bilbo, Martin Freeman. Me too. Yeah, he was good. He's good. He- I you try the extended editions. <sighs> I have I, I kind of like them more. Just oh, really? Yeah, I haven't seen them enough to know what's extended and what's not. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. In 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 the original Lord of the Rings is so like you know, the extra forty minutes. Yeah, I mean it makes it <laughs> painstakingly oh, yeah. long. Like it's like we're talking like three hours and forty minutes a movie. Well, we did um, remember that marathon we did a few years back. We got halfway through two towers, and mind you, we're in nineteen twenties authentic cinema seats that were built for small small people from the. Um, um, of the young age of the 1900s. <laughs> of the Art Deco era. But, yeah, me and Brinkett and his partner went to this marathon. It was nine hours back-to-back, and by the end of the two towers, we were done. Oh, we were just so sick of sitting in the cinema. Um, saw back, sick of eating popcorn and, sh- like, Style literally. Like, popcorn. It was so bad. And then um, I think we watched it from our- – did we go back to my house and watch it there or something? Or No, we went uh, home. You went home. I, I watched the third one because I couldn't – not watch it, otherwise my OCD would kick in and say, no, nah, we, we need to finish it. I think you watched it as well, but it was just too much, yeah. too much in one day. It's, yeah. it's fine in the background. That's what I find. I, I'm like, I need something in the background. I still Lord of the Rings on. Mm. Anything. Even the Hobbit movies sometimes. I might be ashamed to admit. No, no shame in that, Eddie. Um, so let's move on to the Rings of Power. We've had th- three or four trailers. The first one was just the rings being forged. That was I was when when that came out. I was like, "Where did the money go?" <laughs> like half a billion dollars, and the trailer was just these rings in in wax. I was like, Ooh, "Get a bit nervous." But uh, you, you've seen the trailers. Hey, what's your excitement levels? Good, yeah. pretty good. Um, I I've been excited since the start. And there was one trailer, I think it was just the mood I was in, because I was looking at the action scenes, I was like, this looks a little cheesy. You know, like, please don't be cheesy. Since then, things I've seen have looked really good. So I think it was just the mood I was in. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited uh, to learn about the second age and uh, see how they interpret it and where they go from there. How many, how many episodes? I think, I think it's only eight episodes. Is that Nine. right? Nine? But are they doing like and or a three-episode three premiere? Um, they're doing a two-episode two premiere. So it's uh, episode one, then 1.2, mm. uh, and then they're weekly. Okay. Because I remember I, I made the mistake of um, – I, I saw like a, 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 a tweet that said, unconfirmed rumor, um, the Rings of Power will, will start with a three-episode premiere. And then I tagged my buddy Steele in that and said, your Tolkien fires back and um, your moves your moves Disney. And then it started this, uh, this tweet war between all these Tolkien nerds that went for about five days and about a thousand 
a thousand replies and still is like, I'm, I'm sorry, I have to mute this because my you just caused my phone to go <laughs> ballistic and all these nerds are upsetting me. Like literally they were like, this isn't Tolkien's story. This is some other bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was literal just nonstop, you know, good old-fashioned Star Wars bitching but on a Tolkien level. Yeah, it's there's some hatred out there. I oh, mean, I'm not surprised because I see the Star Wars hatred, but yeah, it's 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 there. There's it's some, prevalent. Some purists. Yeah, there's some real purists. Let's, oh. You know, this is this story's decades and decades old through books and texts and all sorts of things well before movies started. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely see those purists come out after the first episode or or two and start pulling it to shreds. But um, I've got good expectations. I've got low expectations so that I'm pleasantly surprised afterwards. I think I'm really looking forward to the cinematography. Um, and let's let's not forget it's a TV show. It's not Peter Jackson cinematic uh, release. It's, um, you know, they're not feature-length movies. So there is going to be a little bit of a hit on, you know, I guess the animation compared to a, a movie. Um, the casting's going to be different. Um, but to see that there's familiar characters in there, there'll be some Howard Shaw themes. Um, there'll be worlds revisited that we're, you know, familiarly um, comfortable with. So, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. No, I, I, think, I think it's exciting. Like, it's good to see young Galadriel, Elrond, Rivendale. Rivendale. <laughs> Rivendale. <laughs> The creation of Rivendell all right, is one all now. Witch Kings and Rivendell. Rivendell, <laughs> yep. sorry. I think we Fate. need to do a Lord of the Rings um, uh, marathon this weekend. <laughs> there, <don't be> this, <laughs> this, Actually, I might do that. Not nine and a half hours to Hawaii. I might watch all three. And yeah. there you go. If you can't, if you can't do it at the Hayden Orpheum Cinema, you're not going to do it on some economy seat on the plane with a baby, uh, <laughs> with a baby screaming, <laughs> with going, I'm bored. Yes. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah, I think I think we see the creation of Rivendell. I think Rivendell. it's that's where it starts. Rivendell computers. Um, <laughs> no, it's gonna be good. Um, I'm I'm super pumped because yeah, it's just it's been so long and I haven't had any fantasy TV in a while. Actually, that's bullshit. Uh, but I, I just watched the Game of Thrones second episode. Um, no, it's just. We're living in a golden age of television. There's, there's no reason to go outside anymore. Right. <laughs> Where was all this stuff during COVID? Well, I'm pretty sure they were unable to make it. Oh, no. Yeah, they, they couldn't film it. <laughs> well, they did film um, uh, most of this during COVID. In New COVID, the, the second COVID, they're not the first COVID. Yeah. The second age of COVID. Last two years. <laughs> Second age. So, who? What sort of um, surprises do you think we'll get with this? Who, who? Who will be a surprise appearance that's not in the casting, that's not in the trailers, that uh, could blow our mind? Is there any any wizards that are going to make an appearance, or are they too too young for this age? I think. I think no wizards. I think the wizards come in the third age. Like, there's mm-hmm. no no Saruman. I think it's after Sauron loses. 
the ring to a cylinder. I think that that's when the the wizards come in. Don't quote me. <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm wondering where her husband is, Caliborn, because he's in the Lord of the Rings, right? So where's, where's he? So maybe he'll show up. Mm-hmm. No casting, no, no, nothing about him. Um, maybe we'll see some Dunedain, some Rangers, some superhumans. Isildur yeah. is in it. He's in it. Uh, Ellen Deal. So that's the Ellen Deal, who's the light of Ellen Deal. That's pretty cool. Nice. Um, let this be a light. Places. When all when all others go when out, out. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a, a voice I'm loving the I'm loving the scenery and costuming. Uh, who? Kate Blanchett surprise oh, yeah. voice cameo. I hope so. <laughs> like starting credits, there'll be kind of a um, the five hundred million. Surely they could just get her in for. Send us, send, send us a web, uh, an MP3 quickly. So what races nice. have we got? We've got we've definitely got elves. We've got dwarves because you've got Durin 3, Durin 4. Um, Harfoots, which I think is a creation by them. It's not. Were they in the lore? Or maybe they were in the lore, but they were just hobbits, I think is what it was. Halflings or- <clears throat> and then there's um, those sort of bug-eyed white beings that are in the trailer, which um, I don't know anything about. Wargs, right? We saw those wolfish things. Maybe yeah, there's some kind of. Um, definitely Sauron. Definitely Celebrimbor, the Ringmaker. Did you guys play the uh, video game? The Wow, I forgot the name of it. On Xbox? Yes. Xbox. Yeah. Xbox of <laughs> <Xbooks on> Riverdale. <laughs> I'm, I'm very kiwi today, bro. Um, Beach Tears. I remember the, yeah, I played the, the... Shadow of War, that's what it was. I played the I played the one, the Two Towers one. I remember that. That was that was full on on the Xbox. Xbox. Um, I don't remember playing much more after that, though. So Shadow of War is not canon but it's really fun to play but you i think you play as calibrimbor the ringmaker nice. anyway it's been a while since i've uh, played any, any of the games um numenor or numenorians are the dunedain so i think a synonymous name they have an island that was granted to them so that i think we might see that so they're Aragorn's um, ancestors. Yeah. The original. The OG. Supposedly they were humans that were granted this as a gift. Exceptionally long life. By some high power because of their help in the war at the end of the first stage. Hmm. Which, do you think that's that, that war in the trailer? Well, and the pile of helmets. If Isildur's in it, he's he was the king in those wars that um, defeated Sauron and took his ring. So, yeah, I think I think. Well, uh, that's 
Yes, I'm thinking of the war in the end of the first age, though, oh, where it. where it was man elf versus Morgoth. Sorry, I'm being weird. <laughs> <laughs> they defeat Morgoth, and then Sauron comes. What, what he said, yeah. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't remember that in the books, uh, in the movies. Um, I only watch the movies. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, at, at the beginning of the new trailer, like Galadriel's brother sort of. Yeah, I think that's this war, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the one where he dies and yeah. your mate Morgoth or um, Caleb Benaboon or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Um, it does the, the most recent trailer sort of gives us a bit of a bit more scope than anything, really. Um, and it should be good to, to go into detail, I reckon. Yeah, it's exciting, mm. exciting times. So, how far when does this come out? Actually, is, is this Friday. um Friday? But oh it, my god, is it Friday our time or is it Saturday? What's the Australian crossover? Ooh. I don't know. Mm. I have to look at that. What time? I'm like what, what googling time? it. Is it coming at midnight your time? You gonna you gonna stay up to watch this, Ed? Yeah. Well, I'll be in, yeah. I'll be seventeen hours um, behind you, Matt. On Friday. Oh, that's right. You'll you'll be in America. You should go visit Ed. So I'll wake up to all the spoilers. <laughs> From Hawaii. <laughs> it's only it's America. It's it's only like it's like flying to Melbourne. It's, it's, not, it's like a, it's like another nine hour flight. I think so Australia is closer than America than what <laughs> Maine would be. I'll, I'll tell you where you're going. Ed is probably the furthest part away in America. To is literally <laughs> definitely the is. other yep. end of America. Tatooine. I, I had I had to literally look it up, and because I was like, oh, we, we went to LA. Oh, we're from Maine. Oh, okay, that, that must be next door or Just something. Up the road the, from New York. One of the neighboring states. It's literally on the arse end of Canada. This is Friday, September second, eleven a.m. AET. That's Australian Eastern time. No, that's, that's American <laughs> Eastern time. So that's um. No, this is Australian. Oh really? Australia, yeah. Eleven or one p.m. NZST, New Zealand. That's just this. It's a Kiwi time, bro. Well, that's um, eleven a.m. Yeah, eleven a.m. Friday. So sweet. that's just, that's the same as um, hot day at the moment is eleven a.m. I can't wait for to do my morning meeting and then punch out um, for an emergency. For, no, just that, <laughs> our Fridays finished at ten thirty. Um, that should be good. So, what time's eleven a.m. AET in in Maine? That that means it's nine p.m. on a Thursday night for you. No. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, that's some, yep. this is some good. No, but I think I still get it Friday. I still get it Friday though. I don't know. No, well, it should be good. Uh, looking forward to that. We're just uh, about to hit the hour mark. Eddie, it's been uh, a real pleasure having you on. Thanks for uh, spruiking up our nerd nerd talk with uh, some actual book book law knowledge. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. It's been an honor. I, honestly, why don't you, this why, is fun. Why don't, you, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you and, 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 and tell us where you're coming in the Scruffy's Fantasy League comp footy t- oh, fantasy. God. I, I stopped paying attention to it. I no, just, you, did, you did a trade this week. I saw you. No, I didn't. <laughs> did I? I don't think I did. I don't know. 
I moved a guy because one guy was injured. Um, so they're still paying attention. I guess so. <laughs> no, um, you can find me on Twitter at Scruffy at, at Scruffy at B Scruffy Looking Podcast at, at email. Where is that? At, what is the my at for that? I just know mine. <laughs> at Scruffy Podcast, I believe. I believe. But anyway, um, we're on everything to listen to us. And uh, yeah. When are you uh, recording next? The 5th, a Monday. On the Monday. Okay. That's because the Americans have it off. We'll just log in early. And so it's like two Americans and two English Englishmen. Mm-hmm. So we're like five hours apart. And they selfishly, the, the, the Americans have selfishly made the Englishmen go up to about 4 a.m. their time. <laughs> they don't give a shit. They just keep going. Early on, that's what we did to Kev. But Kev was, Kev was fine with it. He was, I think his work schedule allowed it. What, what, but what, now, what, now we switched, what we switched to Sundays. I know. Right? What does he do? We don't know. <laughs> he's like Chandler Bing. You don't know what job he's got. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, um, we talk Star Wars sometimes. It's fun. It's a good time. We 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 used to do the like, let's take the trailer and break down every frame. Now we're like, some other podcast and do that. We'll just talk about our opinions. <laughs> Did you see it? <laughs> yep. Did you like it? Yep. <laughs> all right. What'd you do this week, non Star Wars? And then that's all we talk about. <laughs> no, it's good listening. It's it's uh, one of my, it's one of my favorite podcasts out there. Thank you. So, uh, thank you for coming, buddy. Thank you for being on the premiere episode. Brinks, why don't you tell us where we can find you and uh, what's 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 our schedule going to be? Are we going to break down every episode tr- frame by frame? Um, look, you can find me on Twitter for the time being. I'm Brinks07. On, uh, if you just type that in on Twitter, you'll see all of my – Eclectic, eclectic means Formula One, Star Wars, just shit bagging any any sportsman actor that's fucked up lately, um, and then just general trolling uh, on Twitter, and then deleting it two weeks later just to tidy things up. But um, I'm on there. I'm also after dark on Instagram, two A's in dark. Uh, so if you want to catch some of my Lord of the Rings uh, set locations uh, for Middle Earth down in the South Island of New Zealand, uh, I've got a lot of uh, video and photography content on there to uh, match up some of the Lord of the Rings hype. But um, I, look, I think we'll probably do a post app breakdown, uh, probably not frame by frame, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I think just, yeah, asking dumb question, who's that? What's he doing? Why is she in it? Is she in the books? We'll, we'll ring. We'll ring it. Ed, who was that guy? Um, <laughs> uh, but for anyone watching this, if you want to know anything about Lord of the Rings law, don't listen to this podcast. Go, go call Ed. <laughs> Tweet Ed. Ed just I'm not. Us. I don't really know that much either. So. Ed, Ed just followed us back now. Thanks. That was a live, live follow on the pod. We're just yeah, <laughs> two hobbits sitting on a field of victory, <laughs> eating pork. We just like salt and pork. Pipe weed. Pipe weed. And you can find me at Matt underscore Mole, Instagram, Twitter, TMABY podcast. I'm there harassing the Scruffy Boys, the Canto Bite Dispatch, everyone. And many, many more. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, Ed, from the Scruffies for coming. It's been a lot of fun. 
Brinks and I look forward to the Rings of Power, and we'll be back next week. Cheers, guys. What? <laughs> it looks like he's thrusting something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Well, I think um, we've probably lost. Yeah, lost I think he can at least record himself for the outro anyway. Hopefully he's hit the record <laughs> button on this. Right.